0: Now, fight back with Libby Snymer on Zuber Radio with guest host Jane Brown.
1: Libby is on assignment this week. It's my pleasure to join you this week and early into next. You've likely heard the news of a dramatic and disturbing increase in the number of seniors using food banks in Ontario. Overall, according to a new report from the Ontario Association of Food Banks, more than 500,000 people visited a food bank last year. Now, that number... Although sad is only slightly higher than the year before, but if you look at just the 65-plus population, the number of people who turn to a food bank is up 10 percent from the year prior. I want to hear from you today. Have you ever had to turn to a food bank? Was it just a few times? or was it out of necessity for a longer period of time? And why? What happened in your life that put you in a position where you decided to get your groceries from a food bank? Maybe you are among those who made for a 10% increase from 2016 to 2017. And, and remember, and I understand that this is a sensitive topic, but when you call Zoomer Radio's Fight Back, you are anonymous. You can use a different name if you'd like. We just want to hear your stories so we can understand and appreciate what's happening out there. The numbers to call, one. 419- Six three six zero zero seven forty toll free one eight six six Seven forty 740, for 740 Joining me in studio is Michael Maidman, the Chair of the Board of Directors for the Ontario Association of Food Banks, and Lisa Hartford, National Communications Lead at CARP, A New Vision of Aging. Welcome both.
2: Good morning. Thank you.
1: For how long, Michael, we'll begin with you. For how long has have we seen this trend that seniors are leading the way with an increase in food bank use?
2: This is the first year that we've seen such a dramatic increase, and and it's certainly something that that really stuck out um, when we were preparing the report this year, and to see it increase by such a um, a huge increase, I mean ten percent that's a significant increase. And the first thing that we did was look at you know what was happening um, among the. Seniors as a a share of the total population. So was this just because we're aging as a population and therefore there will be of course more seniors Visiting food banks across the province, but we actually when we looked at that um, seniors um, Visiting food banks have increased three times faster than seniors growth within the general population so we knew that we we definitely had had a trend and and this was something that um, we wanted to dig deeper on Um, we think You know, this is the first year we've seen it really increase that dramatically, but we don't think it's going to be the last year. We think that this is a trend that we're going to continue to see at food banks across the province.
1: Lisa, this is something, it's not new to CARP. In fact, uh, CARP has prioritized this as one of uh, the main issues. In
3: fact, it's true. It's part of something we're looking at in our most recent national policy platform leading up to next year's federal election. And we are very concerned about financial security of seniors. Um, Last year, some information came from the C.D. Howe Institute that notes that most seniors are, in fact, at risk of outliving their savings. And so that is a very upsetting statistic, and we are calling on the government to address some issues that will make things more secure for seniors in their retirement.
1: That is one of the main reasons, Michael, that we're seeing food bank use, yes, that people just don't have that retirement savings,
2: it's the, yeah. It's a, it's essentially the cost of living. I mean, I think when we really get down to it, it's it's the cost of living, and um, if people don't have retirement savings, and then of course when they head into retirement. Um, they just simply don't have enough money to keep up with the, the rising costs. I mean, housing being, I think, number one among those costs. But we've seen all costs increase. I mean, if you've been to the grocery store lately, um, you know, you've certainly seen dramatic increases in groceries over yes. the past number of years, and Hydro. and so that really puts a pressure. Hydro, mm-hmm. housing, groceries, you know, all those things continue to increase.
1: Well, it wasn't that long ago, Lisa, that Carp had the campaign "Heat or Eat." Heat or Eat, a very profound. Yes, because, I mean, you do have to make choices if you only have a certain amount of money left over. And if that means staying warm in the winter and going to a food bank, well, that that solves the problem.
3: Well, you you, know, you keep your winter coat on throughout the day, or you yeah. have some soup. It's a very hard choice, and it's a reality for many of our 300,000 members.
1: Michael, why is this so much different now in 2018 than it was decades ago? Does it does it have to do with the fact that employers don't fund pensions as much anymore? I mean, that is certainly a di- a big change in the way society is structured from uh, when our parents were in the working force.
2: Absolutely. I think if we look back to, um, you know, 1984... Um, to now, only 34 percent of Canadians have a pension right now, versus you know back in '84. So that's a pretty dramatic change. But add to that, you know, reports that we're seeing from organizations like the CIBC, where one in three Canadians are not financially prepared for retirement. Um, the same report indicated that 30, 32 percent of Canadians between 45 and 65 years of age currently have nothing saved for retirement. So. What I described earlier is the the increasing cost of living. We've seen a change and a shift in employment. So we see more part-time work. We see more contract work. And it's that precarious employment that puts a lot of pressure on people. And if you're just simply working to keep up with the costs, you don't have extra money to prepare for retirement. You're just trying to stay afloat.
1: We're talking about a brand new report uh, which shows a dramatic increase in the number of senior citizens in this province accessing food banks in Ontario. We'd like to hear from your stories. Uh, maybe you've been able to figure out a way to uh, fund your uh, retirement years or your years post full time working, and, and you have some ideas you can pass along to others who may be struggling. We just want to have that conversation today about older people and why they're coming up short financially and why they're having to go to food banks. 416 740 toll free 1 866 740 4740. Michael, I was surprised that although the number is small, there is still, there, there is. Is a percentage of homeowners, seniors, homeowners who are going to food banks. So they mm-hmm. own their homes, but mm-hmm. they still don't have the money at the end of the month. To mm-hmm. get groceries,
2: mm-hmm. and it depends on what type of income those seniors have, and and what their specific situation is, and and you know, going back to precarious employment, you know, your CPP essentially is based on the amount of money that you earn in your working career, and if you're working part-time jobs or lower-paying jobs, then your benefit, of course, in CPP is going to be less, uh, and as well in Old Age Security um, as a benefit, it's based on the number of years that you live in Canada. So, if you are a newcomer, for example who came to canada in adulthood you're not going to be in canada long enough to receive that maximum benefit so there's definitely a link as well between cpp old age security and guaranteed income supplement and those three programs have not uh, kept pace with the cost of living as well. And, and that's something I think that this report points to.
1: We do want to talk about uh, the recommendations that your organization, the Ontario Association of Food Banks, is is calling for in terms of government support and changes. So let's quickly go over that, uh, what you're looking for from the provincial government and the federal government uh, in, co- in collaboration with what the food banks are doing.
2: Mm-hmm. And there are three that we're making in this report. And the first is around affordable housing. We simply need to build more affordable housing. There are so many people that are spending upwards of 70%, 80% of their incomes every month on housing, and that means there's little money left over for anything else, let alone food, transportation, hydro, any of those things. So. Um, we desperately need to build more affordable housing across Ontario, um, something that we're seeing you know, right here in Toronto, in Ottawa, where I'm from. Um, we have 10,000 households on a waiting list for affordable housing, and that's true right across the province. Um, the second is we need to look at social assistance rates. Sixty-five percent of the people who turn to a food bank are recipients of social assistance, and those rates haven't kept pace with that cost of living. We had a plan three percent increase to social assistance rates this year that the current government scaled back to one point five, so that's a hit to social assistance. And if you're living on social assistance, it's very expensive. So we need those rates to keep keep pace. And then thirdly, I would say, you know, we're very interested in seeing Ontario's basic income pilot continue. And I know the Government has announced that they won't continue that program. It really showed great hope for food banks across the province. We all dream of helping less people, and not releasing reports like this that show, you know, even more people are turning to us. So, if we could continue that research project and understand if basic income is a good way forward, we'd like to have that data and uh, and be able to implement a program like basic income that would guarantee uh, giving people the amount of funding that they need, the amount of assistance that they need to survive out there in Ontario.
1: We did reach out to both the federal and provincial governments, uh, their seniors, ministries, to have somebody come on and respond. Uh, no one available at this time slot. Um, but we do know that, uh, as you say, the Basic Income Pilot Project is is going away in Ontario. Are you hearing anything from the federal government about uh, the possibility that they may take that on nationwide?
2: I've certainly asked um, that the federal government, um, you know, would continue a program like this. Um, I'm not sure I had a positive response. Um, I I believe what I heard was that the federal government thinks that this is a provincial issue um, to have a pilot program like this. Um, We... You know, it's tough for us to put this into the report, knowing that it's been canceled, but it's so important. I mean, food banks across this province were excited to see this program. A lot of us participated in the development of the pilot program. And, you know, if not the province, if we could see this happen in another province, at least we would have the research and the data that could prove the point, you know, whether this works or whether it's not an effective way. Um, So... I'm not sure what the federal government is thinking as far as this, and I know they've been focused on some other strategies um, to reduce um, poverty, which obviously hunger is a symptom of poverty. We really need to address that underlying issue.
1: Lisa Hartford from CARP, uh, in terms of government financial assistance, uh, this, is, this is important to CARP members as well.
3: It is. It truly is. We are asking the government to provide additional supports to the poorest older Canadians. Um, one of those includes extending the current exemption of $3,500 of employment income for GIS, the Guaranteed Income Supplement, purposes to all forms of income. And there are also barriers that we'd like to see eliminated. For a senior to qualify to receive the Guaranteed income supplement they have to have filed their taxes and that is something that you know some people who don't have enough money maybe can't afford to go to someone to have their taxes done or they don't understand how to do them themselves it's certainly not my area of expertise so I always reach out to a professional but it costs money but it costs money it yeah. does and so eliminating that particular barrier would open up that guaranteed income supplement to more people who need it
1: 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. It's an opportunity to share your story, uh, maybe look for guidance or assistance from both of our experts that are on here today, to have your voice heard if you are a food bank user, if you have used food banks. And it, it it's not specific to seniors. The reason we're having this conversation today is that there has been a 10% increase in the use of food banks by people who are 65 and older in this province. That is staggering. Perhaps you are among that 10% and want to share your stories, want to explain your circumstances. Anonymously, of course, is fine. 416 3600740. Toll free 1 866 740 Michael, how often are people going to food banks? Because you've broken this down as well. It's quite extensive.
2: Yeah, we see really across the board. I mean, we, we have um, 2.9 million visits, just over 2.9 million visits. So those 500,000 people represent 2.9 million visits. So um, we have people who you know just use it in an emergency. They go once a month and that's it. That's the only time they visit a food bank. Yet We see certainly people who are depending on social assistance will visit a food bank more often because they're using it um, to supplement their income or their lack of income. So they're turning to um, food banks much more often.
1: I did find it interesting that 49% of individuals who went to the food bank during uh, the time of this report, one year, 2016 to 2017, just three times or less over the course of a whole year. That that's that puts some perspective in place as mm-hmm. well, that many food bank users are quite infrequent.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there just could be oftentimes um, a life event, such as a job loss, um, where there's a time where someone needs help. But we've also heard stories of... People who are battling an illness, maybe fighting cancer, and you know benefits have run out, and they reach a point where they're still not well enough to return to work, and they need um, help, so they turn to a food bank as well.
1: Uh, Lisa, you're with CARP, but um, you've also done some volunteer work at a food
3: bank. what What is it like for people? Are they embarrassed? I volunteered for a time at a food bank just east of downtown Toronto, and. My, you know, it was a real trip. My experience was uh, someone coming in as a new customer was a little unsure and uh, maybe embarrassed, but definitely not happy to be there for sure. Right, right. But it was quite a community. People would... It was part of their social calendar a little bit. People would be happy to see each other and and get updates about the person's child who would often accompany the person to the food bank for a visit. So it becomes a community unto itself. It really was a community unto itself. And many of the food bank users, in my experience, were also volunteers at that community center. So they were more involved um, than just a food bank visitor would be. And among those users... um, the users were predominantly older Canadians mm-hmm. on social assistance and many with visible health and or mobility challenges sure. so we 're not like we 're talking about several societal issues facing these people and it was it was great to um, be a support to them and mm-hmm. to have them you know see them every week and and help them out like that but there was the, the demographic was very obviously skewed to uh, super unfortunate people. I want to
1: get to your calls now. The phones are ringing. Let's go to Jack in Campbellford. Hi, Jack. You want to share your story?
4: Well, I'm not sure. I, I'm not in food bank, but I'm getting close. Okay. Okay. Mainly account of Revenue Canada and uh, tax on our house. Italy. I have to pay 800 a month house tax and uh, Revenue Canada sees my account 100%, the old age pension. I'm seventy-seven years old, and I can't get a job.
1: So, what is your next step? what What's happening you know, tomorrow? That, what's happening they, next week?
4: They, okay, they have uh, seized my account. They don't take fifty percent or ten percent. They take a hundred percent of the, your pension. So I'm left with nothing. So basically, I'm uh, I'm behind my house payment because what they've done. I'm behind my house taxes. And uh, I got no money, and no one will hire me.
1: Um, Michael or Lisa, uh, might Jack be uh, a candidate for a home equity program so he could use some of the equity in his home?
4: Uh, no, I owe four hundred thousand on my house.
1: Oh, I see. So you're in you're in a you're in dire
4: straits. Yeah.
3: Do you know of a financial counselor or? There's f- probably a
4: lot of us out there like that.
3: Yeah, yeah I'm sure. I I'm sure.
4: With revenue Canada, I figure. Uh, if they took some, they don't even know whether all the money or not, but my accountant's behind on what he was doing. So they, uh, they claimed what 100% of my pension. I could see if they took some of it. It left me some deep. Yes. But they took 100%. How, so basically, right. I'll, I'll be on the street. Because you got heat, hydro, mortgage payment, house taxes, which, like I said, it's about 800 a month. See,
1: these are these are the stories. Jack's story. Thank you for calling, Jack. I appreciate it, I, I'm, and I'm sorry you're having such a difficult time.
4: Uh, I think there's a lot of uh, there like that.
1: I, I, I'm sure there are, based on this report alone. Thank you for calling.
4: Okay. Thanks. Bye
1: the stories need to be heard, Jack's story and others Mm -hmm. like it need to be heard by the provincial and federal politician, because that's case in point right there. He's Mm -hmm. just saying, if you take part of my pension, then I can make ends meet. Mm -hmm. But, you know,
2: and it's likely typical. I mean, Jack's story, I'm sure is not the only person who's in that situation. And, um, you know, it it looks many different ways in many different situations. But really, it, it comes down to the same thing that, you know, unfortunately, Jack may have to turn to a food bank for help, Um, even worse. I mean, he made the comment about being on the street and then we're dealing with, you know, not just assisting Jack with food, but we have to house him as well. So I think we have to think about, you know, where is the greatest investment? Where can we prevent um, having an individual who's 77 years old turn to a food bank or worse turn to a homeless shelter um, and make those investments um, and, and support individuals like Jack so that he doesn't have to turn to a food bank.
1: Let's go back to the phones. This is Zoomer Radio's Fight Back, Jane for libby I'll give you the numbers again: four one six three six zero zero seven forty. Toll free one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. We're talking about the twenty eighteen hunger report by the Ontario Association of Food Banks. Let's go to Utah in Richmond Hill. Go ahead.
5: Hi, um, I would like to point out that I think that both governments, the federal and the uh, or whatever um, the, yeah. uh, should raise our um pensions to sort of compare with the minimum wage as it stands right now a couple of months ago i figured out the oas and the uh, cpp uh we get it an, and i'm, I'm di- multiplying and dividing here for the year um we get nine hundred nine dollars and thirty six cents an hour on a forty hour week.
1: Right, so that's falling far short of the minimum wage these days.
5: Yes, it is. And then in the, in the days we never had HST on all the services. That's a big chunk.
1: It is a lot of when money when you're
5: talking about your cable TV and all that.
1: Yeah. And uh, what about those luxuries? Because a lot of people would say cable TV is a luxury. Uh, Are you cutting back on that or are you making ends meet? How are you doing?
5: Well, I I don't qualify for uh, a guaranteed income supplement Mm -hmm. because I I paid into a, a company pension. Right. But it's way below... Like, everything's gone up, but our pensions haven't gone up. The raises we used to get or did get, they wouldn't cover a loaf of bread. Right.
1: Well, I appreciate your call. It gives us more perspective, Yuta, on what's happening out there. Lisa, do you want to comment on her story? And and, and again, because CARP is instrumental right now in fighting for changes to uh, the public pension programs.
5: It's got to be raised. I mean, everything's gone up but, but our income. astronomically in the past few years. So on
3: your behalf, and on behalf of all Canadians and our 300,000 members, CARP is working with both levels of government. We're non-partisan, so we we don't sides, but we are working hard to bring supports and security to Canadian seniors. We're also fighting for pension reform. Uh, we're fighting to um, increase caregiver support, raise awareness of elder abuse as well. So there are many fronts on which CARP is working for older Canadians, and we want to hear your stories. You can communicate with CARP, you can buy a CARP membership, and we're there for you. We're working to get your lives better. Better. And for my parents and for myself one day. It's it's personal. Right. And carp.ca, all of the contact
1: information is there online. That's right. Readily available. And yes, these are, these are the stories and the voices that you want to hear. That's right. That yes. You, Thank you for calling and sharing. You, right. Because you can take that to the federal government. You can take these stories directly. Okay. The phones are burning up here, but we have to take a quick break. Uh, we do want to get back to more of your stories of food bank use, how you're coping out there uh, during a time when uh, food bank used by seniors has gone up 10% in one year. 416-360-0740. Toll free 1-866-744-740.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Oh, no. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown.
1: We're talking about the disturbing trend of food bank use among Ontarians 65 and older. Joining me in studio, Michael Maidment of the Ontario Association of Food Banks and Lisa Hartford of CARP, A New Vision of Aging. I want to go to uh, Tom Carruthers, who's actually with CARP as well. He is the chapter president of CARP in Halton and uh, knows full well about poverty issues among seniors. Welcome, Tom.
6: Thank you very much. I just wanted to uh, phone in to help support, if you will, everything that's been said so far because uh, our chapter in Halton um, works with uh, numerous social groups that are trying to assist people and one common thread that we have seen is that uh, the poverty level of seniors is rising and that more and more of them are using the food banks as shown in this report. And uh, the, the circumstances that are causing that are, are certainly numerous. One of them is that there, the support uh, funds that are there from the two government levels, as has been said, are not increasing with the cost of living, which is increasing astronomically for seniors who are in the poverty area. And, again, a lot of the uh, seniors in that situation don't understand how to access services that are there. Mm -hmm. They don't understand how they can get the the GIS. They don't understand that they need to file an income tax report. And yet many of them can't do that or don't know how to.
1: What is the best way around that, Tom? What do you advise people who say that they haven't filed an income tax return?
6: Well, there are numerous uh, groups within uh, Halton who will do that filing for you for free if you're, if you're low income. It's just trying to make people aware that first they need to file an income tax. They need, in order to get so many services, you need that income tax filing. And then there are numerous groups that will actually do that for you for free because many people certainly can't do it on the Internet at their uh, at their income level and uh... they can't hire an accountant but there are groups that will do it for free there are what services out there provided within Halton, and that's what we encourage them to do make the first step in doing that and also try to contact your mpp and your mp and see how they can help you because they know how that can be done as well and within halton both within the cities in Halton and the region. There are a lot of support services. Make yourself aware of what is out there to help you.
1: Okay, Tom, I want you to continue joining us for the conversation here, uh, but I want to also give uh, people an opportunity to grab a pen or a pencil. So if you could get a number or the name of an organization for us, and we will get that out to people before we end the segment. Fair enough? Okay. Great. Okay. Good. Uh, let's go to Joan in Oshawa. Hi, Joan. You're up next on Fight Back. Hi, Jane. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. What's your story today?
7: Oh boy. Well, I've been homeless years ago. I was homeless for two years because uh, the company that I was working for laid off, and uh, I didn't have any. You know, I was just renting a room then, and and that, and I just I lost everything. Uh, now uh, I'm a senior. And um, if I wasn't uh, living on my own, I'd be back out on the street because all I receive is just over five hundred dollars a month from the government. That's it.
1: And how are you? How, tell us how that five hundred dollars gets split up.
7: Oh my goodness sakes! There's hydro. Um, there's hydro phone. I don't have internet. Uh, I don't have cable or anything like that. Um, so there's hydrophone, uh, there's medical expenses because I have drugs to pay for. Um, and, uh, also, um, transportation because I have to go for, you know, for, uh, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, to see the doctor any and, uh, yeah. any specialist. I just mm-hmm. had an MRI done and, um, and, uh, groceries and, uh, for gas money as well. And what about your shelter cost? Sorry if you said that already. Well, yeah, the shelter cost—it's um, uh, that uh, is in, in included. Okay. And um, I can't. I don't see why women who raise children can't get CPP.
1: That is another issue yes, yes. I know,
7: and it, it's a big one. that's why I'm only getting the five hundred and I tried to get um disability, but um my uh my hub, hubby, who's up there um he's still working and he's making over twenty one thousand dollars a year big deal twenty one what goodness sakes jane e- even fifty thousand sixty thousand is not a living wage.
1: Right, with all the costs, especially in the city, absolutely. Well, that's the thing, you know. And you've managed without going to a
7: food bank, or you are using the no, food bank? We have gone to, to a food bank when, you know, when we've run out of um, you know, canned goods or, or that we have, but it hasn't been for, for a while. So,
1: Michael, you know. I'm sure you see a lot of people like Joan said This probably sounds very familiar.
2: It's very familiar. And and that's exactly, I think, what this report is saying is that, you know, there are so many people in Joan's situation that simply don't receive enough benefits to keep up with that rising cost. And it's difficult. People have to make, you know, very, very difficult choices. I grew up in, in Newfoundland and I remember as a kid seeing a commercial on television and there was a mother in a kitchen opening a can. And as the lid of the can opened, so too did the roof of her house. And it was that difficult choice between, you know, what do I pay this month? Do I pay hydro? Do I pay for housing? Do I pay for food? Thankfully, there's a food bank. But, you know, this is a situation that that so many people are being forced into.
1: Joan, thank you very much for sharing your story.
7: You're very, very welcome, Jane. Everybody there, have a a great Christmas.
1: Thank you. Merry Christmas to you as well. Thank you very much. Let's go to Tony in St. Catharines. Hi, Tony. Go ahead.
6: Thank you for taking me on. Okay. Uh, Listening to all these people, it's really sad that something like this could happen in Canada. This should not happen in Canada. We should be doing very, very well. I cannot figure out why our government is giving money to everybody except for our own people. It's just incredible. That's why I believe in Mr. Trump. That's why I'm a nationalist. And that's why I love Canada. But something has to be done here. Refugees come in here. They get everything. And I hear all this stuff on the radio. I can't believe my ears.
1: Well, certainly it is an issue of priorities, Tony. Thanks for calling in. And, and I think that that's what CARP is trying to address is that let's let's make seniors issues and
3: pension issues a, a, big a as big a priority as others. Pensions in particular, um, we uh, were following the Sears Canada pensioners story quite closely over the last year. And um, to me, what they have experienced in Canada is one of the most un-Canadian stories I c- can think of. It was, we don't treat people the way we think we treat people in Canada, particularly older Canadians. And one of Carp's missions is leading up to the federal election in 2019 is to make Canada the best place the best place to age. Right. Instead of um, forcing people to rely on food banks or other social assistance. Methods, um, we need to do better. All right, let's uh, take a couple of more calls before we
1: switch topics. Here, William in Toronto. Hi, you're on Zoomer Radio.
8: Uh, in regards to uh, to Jack, the, the the first caller that said uh, 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 his pension was being taken by by the, the tax agency. Yes, uh, income tax. Uh, I think this is unlawful. You cannot take your pension, and anyone that's on fixed monthly income on ODSP or or Ontario Works. Uh, they cannot uh, take that money. Uh, it's unlawful, so I, I don't know why they're taking it from him. Uh, it, it cannot be done. He has to go to a lawyer and confirm this. And um, and as far as food banks, they are there if you need them, so there's no shame in going.
1: No, no, absolutely so, uh, that's not. why
8: they're there. Right. So you go when you need them, and, and you try to get out of your situation. And now... Um, uh, I, I've heard from friends that uh, friend that ODSP was scheduled for a 3% uh, uh, increase, and in, uh, the increase was cut back by right. 1.5%. Exactly. Uh, there's no need to cut that back because the rising cost of everything keeps on going up, and it's impossible for anyone on fixed income uh, to survive like that. So this is why um, uh, we need the uh, income benefits like your guests are, are uh, talking about either that or you're going to cut uh, the uh, tax rate in half and cut everybody's mortgage in half and then you'll see a spending spree like you've never seen before and the problem will fix itself.
1: William, so, yeah. thank you. Thank you Goes for calling in.
8: Anywhere the other. Thanks for listening.
1: Thank you, Nancy. Yeah. Anytime. Thanks for calling. Yes. Uh, you know, William's point uh, brings to light that his 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 comment in the backdrop that <laughs> there's no shame in having to go to a food bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, that sort of brings us full circle in terms of food banks want to collaborate with the two levels of government three levels of government for throwing in the municipal government as well so tell us what uh, michael is being done in terms of services for seniors strictly from the food banks point of view
2: well food banks are certainly changing and enhancing the way that we work um, across the province and i think when you hear a food bank you know we mostly think about food that comes in a box or a can and you know food banks are changing that um obviously a lot of different changes uh in ottawa for example We have a farm that's been donated to us. We grow uh, 130,000 pounds uh, just this past summer of fresh produce with the help of volunteers. That's all going back into food banks. So, very focused on fresh food. The the food that the Ontario Association of Food Banks distributes is now 60% fresh. And, you know, speaking about the more generally, we want to make sure that people who are turning to a food bank. Um, we know that they have you know poor health in a general population we know that's the case with seniors for example that there are often health complications and so food banks are really trying to innovate in that way and provide programs that that provide better food, provide community meals, grow food together, really changing the landscape for food banks. But food banks are also taking on a role of of advocacy, certainly, and and this report, you know, is a, an example of that. Um, and food banks are also trying to work with other organizations in the community so that we can deal with the underlying issues that cause people to turn to a food bank so we just don't want to hand out food but we want to work with individuals in some cases make individual plans so that we can help um, get them out of poverty provide other types of supports in the community or or have them access other supports within the community because we said in 1984 we're a temporary solution you know here we are almost 34 years later uh, and we're still talking about food banks use, and we're talking about a new level, 500,000 people that we've never seen before in Ontario. So. We definitely want to see less people turning to food banks.
1: I know this is a topic you really want to discuss today. The phone lines are literally jammed, but we are switching topics. We've got uh, union presidents Smokey Thomas and Jerry Dias lined up for the last 15 minutes, so I certainly want to talk with them as well. But uh, just to wrap up this segment, and don't forget there's Free For All Friday. You can call in with your comments there on any topic. But Tom, I promised you, uh, and you said you'd get a number there for us, uh, for people in Halton region who. Are looking for assistance with their taxes, so maybe you can give us that number would, now.
6: What What I would do is if you phone two one one, they and and tell them what you are trying to find out information on. They can supply you who to call
1: two so one one in Hall
6: two one one. Uh huh. It's an information service, right? And I think you can dial two one one in many municipalities. Their role is to direct you to who can solve your problem, whether it's who can do my income taxes or how do I get my uh, GIS or whatever.
1: That's a great idea.
6: And within Halton, if you're after information with respect to the Halton or municipal, what government services, it's 311. Yeah. But the other suggestion I would have is to phone your local MP or MPP's constituency office, so the office that's in your town, and ask them... or. Or tell them what you are trying to find out. They will find the answer for you if you get the if you actually contact the local office, not the one in the uh, the capital.
1: Okay, Tom. Thank they you are so very much. Good at that. Okay. Thank you. Great thank advice, you. Tom Carruthers, uh, the chapter head for CARP in Halton Region. CARP: A New Vision of Aging. Lisa Hartford. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. And Michael Maidment, uh, Very informative segment. Thanks for coming in.
0: My pleasure.